You're listening to Techno Odyssey, a download on BBC Radio 4. Okay, good. So those are it. Now, next we can get you off to sleep. We can get you off to sleep. This patient is having a replacement of one of his valves, which has got infected and uh, therefore is no longer functioning as a one-way valve. So when it should be shut, it's allowing the blood to go backwards when it shouldn't ordinarily be doing that. It's my pleasure to be doing the flying. En route to Milan, I'll update you with the estimated time of arrival and the weather we can expect on arrival. For now, I'll leave you in the capable hands Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Are you okay? We're very nearly ready now. We're just uh, getting everybody together, and then we'll get you off to sleep. And then remember, as I said, once you are asleep, most of us at some point in our lives will be familiar with this situation, either as the patient being wheeled into the pre-op room and put to sleep while the operation is done. Or as an anxious relative waiting outside in the corridor. But an operation, any surgical procedure in a theatre, is like a little performance where hundreds of different elements come together and work in concert. And some of the instruments, in this case a heart valve, have travelled a long way to be here, over the curve of the earth. So this is the anaesthetic drug. You'll start to feel a bit sleepy and then you'll fall off to sleep completely. La valvola è circolare, composta delle cerniere dove vengono inserite le alette. We are the women who rebuild the heart, who cut and grind the jewels you wear inside. I polishing with electrical tools. We are the makers of the spares and parts who turn the clock back after storms have struck and loose a prickly rain like pins and needles and set a compass spinning in the dark of rib cages. I bring the valve, I look on the microscope that this one not has so many defects left by the previous processes. Scrubbed up in spotless rooms, angels and snoods on a production line, beyond pencil or brush, rouge or mascara, beyond eyeshadow, lipstick, blusher, perfume. We sing a song of pyrolytic carbon. We sing to be in two places at once, 
from the bottom of our hearts to the tips of our tongues. We sing a song because we are unsung. Each woman is working at a desk, separated from the others by a glass. It's all women. They're much better than the men at doing this work. They have a much better eye for detail. They have smaller hands. These pieces are quite fairly small. The pieces actually look like jewelry because they look like a ring, which is the cage of the valve. And they're polishing this cage using some instruments which are similar to what you would see at the dentist, together with some diamond powders. We sing a song like workers always have. We sing a song that slips us out of time. Our lips are moving underneath these masks. Our eyes are focused on the task in hand. The same way surgeons talk about their swing, the match, the ref who disallowed a goal. So singing reunites the heart and mind, a dialogue between the self and soul. We sing to ourselves so we won't forget each intricate object that we construct, while being a thing of beauty, unlike art, must pass the strictest quality control, which is, would you allow this little ring to fit and work inside your mother's heart? Would I use this valve for my mother? It's a simple, terrible question, but helps a lot in determining, uh, yes, this is a good new valve or not. And we are trying to answer this simple question in these labs. You can just imagine when the valve is finished. You can just imagine the life of this valve is going out, outside, it's going in some store, and then it's going to the hospital, and it will be implant. And you can think about it. Each day you are working, you can think about it. We sing like we're the chorus at La Scala, while looking through the optics that we use up close for detailed work to screw in tight and magnify, but also to look past our present moment through binoculars to other gowned and masked workers who check their instruments beneath the theatre lights. Here, this is an operating room. It's quite an old room, this one. It's a very old-fashioned NHS room, obviously the technology is more recent. The machine there is a blood cardiopulmonary bypass machine that every time we have to stop the heart, we will have to use it. Today we work inside the heart, so we have to stop the heart and the patient would be kept alive by that machine. All this is anesthetic and monitoring equipment, so there will be a consultant anesthetist who will be in charge of dealing with this and will be giving us images of the valve before and after to check the quality of what we have done oxygenator, drains and reservoirs. Before they wheel the patient in, swabbed bronze with iodine like drunken instant tan. 1368 and finally the surgeon takes the stage who looks back through his own precision lens at rows of us silent sat in the dark our opera glasses raised for the performance 
I suppose there's a sense of anticipation and that something is about to happen, which it obviously is. Maybe some trepidation as well, although I'm sure that's more me than the, the staff and the patients, who by this point I think is sedated and anaesthetised and doesn't really know anything about much about what's going on at all. It's a very busy place, a lot busier than you might expect, and there's a, a lot going on. And a lot of the space in the theatre is taken up by machinery. It looks far more sophisticated than the bridge of the Starship Enterprise. We sing a song that's 500 years old. We sing a song that Leonardo knew, who opened up the mitral valve and found a gateway in the heart's meat, which he drew excitedly. And we build every day, shut in this sterile, sealed environment where nobody can hear our songs but you. interested in understanding how the blood was forcing the valve to open and close, opening and close. This, this valve here you can see, that's the aortic valve. So although we're focusing on, on the mitral valve, we also have to check all the others while we're doing the TLE examination. It's Leonardo da Vinci who first realised how important the mitral valve was to function as the uh, left ventricle. And he realised that the valve wasn't... A lot of people think that the, the mitral valve is just two leaflets. It's not. It's really what we call a quadricusp valve. We listen back as far as the Renaissance, a workshop where the body's antique laws are dissected, the scratch of ink on parchment by candlelight, where Leonardo draws and cuts deeper, peeling the past away, his own pulse quickening right on the cusp of something never understood before. This is his quote. The cusps of the greater gates of the heart are closed by the percussion of blood escaping from the lower ventricle. They are reopened by the reflux of blood pushed from the upper ventricles into the lower. It's extraordinary that he just got it, didn't he? I mean, the man was a genius. And to investigate this, uh, this world, he created with glass a model of the aortic valve and then injected in through this glass water filled with little, little seeds. And by looking to the seeds going around and creating flow lines and creating turbulences, he did understand with this simple experiment that Around the valve, you have a world of turbulences, and that exactly these turbulences are forcing the leaflet to open and close. This is what we call turbulent flow. So that's the flow of blood which should be directed forward, going back, because it's effectively a leaky valve. So this is the blood leaking back into the left atrium, and it's quite, it's quite a lot of blood going back there. This was 500 years ago with glass, with water and with seeds and with the brain of Leonardo da Vinci. Today we do essentially exactly the same and you can see in this video that this is your valve. Today instead of glass we use a nice transparent rubber tube which is reproducing the human anatomy. We insert our valve inside this 
tube which simulates the human anatomy and have this uh, fluid with exactly the same viscosity of human blood going through the valve. All these studies were done exactly 500 years ago, uh, 15 uh, and 13, in Milano. So 500 years after, we are still here as an Italian company reproducing the investigation that uh, Leonardo was able to, to create uh, many time ago. We sing a song for every distant theatre. We sing and make a wish on every ring we build that goes to form the still centre of life-or-death dramas. Of patients launched onto a dark sea by anaesthetists who set a course with maps and charts and steer them through the depths using sonar and echo who lower them into the black water. This is, we've had it at the Hammersmith quite some while, but this is a bispectral index, so it's having a look at depth of anaesthesia, depth of sleep. We sing, knowing each long river of blood, backed up or blocked, will soon break into flood, to flow through families waiting for news in striplet corridors, their bodies joined by rings like this, no bigger than a coin you'd throw into a fountain and forget. The valve, all the tests we have done on your valve, they're quite good in showing not just what the problem is, but the sort of problem the valve has got. And we call it rheumatic. means the valve normally, when we are born, is a very thin uh, material, made of very thin material. And now it's actually quite thick, so it's very rigid. So it doesn't open and close as it should. Okay, this sort of valve we cannot repair. So what we can do is just to take it out and put a new valve inside. Okay. Do you take warfarin, a drug called warfarin? The most uh, amazing part for me is this one. I love this lab. These are our toys. This system is extremely closely mimicking the beating art behavior. Okay, in this case, what is the beat rate we are working now, please? So we are running now at 120 beat per minute with approximately twice the regular uh, rhythm that we have. So after you run, after you uh, go on the stairs, something like that. A mechanical valve undergoes 70 million cycles a year. The valve needs to open and close 70 million times in a year. And you need to know that uh, there is a sort of a syndrome for patients who receive the mechanical valves in the night when everything is quite quiet and silent. They can feel this click. Click, 
click. And first I want this is uh, a little bit uh, scary. They need a training to to become uh, friendly with this noise. It's not something bad for them, it's something good for them because it means that the valve is working properly. But in the night you can listen to this click click. The pressure can normalize and uh, your breathing will obviously improve. Yeah. Also another thing you need to know looking at your notes is that there is a second valve that is called the tricuspid valve, which is, has been stretched by this high pressure and now it's not working properly. Tomorrow, when you're asleep, we'll do again this test, the TOE. So tomorrow possibly we'll do the change the first one and look into the second one. And finally, the third thing you need to know is that... We're actually cutting into the skin now. It's what the, we call the knife-to-skin time. So we're doing that, then the stenotomy through the bone of the sternum and then preparing the patient to go on to bypass. We sing a song for every wounded heart. We sing a kind of sea shanty and think how every heart's a pump that's sprung a leak inside a body that's about to sink that sends an SOS call out for valves, the parts they need to make running repairs, which pass through all our hands, forging the links of one long chain that holds a fleet to tanker. Households who didn't go down with the ship will feel a sudden urge to get some ink, a tattoo on their ankles, shoulders, arms, as if they'd been to sea. And when they're asked which art they want, they always get the saying. A bleeding heart, a broken link, never our names. I'd like to think that uh, once I finish my valves, this one can uh, embark a journey and I contribute with uh, my work to give hope a person who needs them. And uh, I am honored to one day uh, can know a person who implanted uh, my valve. Um, Precious 76. No bypass, thank you. Now we're going on bypass, so actually if you watch this, you'll see the heart stop beating. We pull down, what's the tension now? Sorry, you're on full We sing a song of bypassed hearts in ice. We sing a song the bear burying itself in winter might sing softly to itself. As engines drop beyond their idling and put it to a stop, as oars break and rise up dripping from the locks, the boat a memory of motion that the tide takes over. As a fire in its grate gives up, unfed, untended, to retreat inwards to glow deep in its ashy core. So, hearts are slowed down, stood in for, a parked inside the marbled vault of the chess wall, a creature playing dead, being asked to break the single-minded habit of a lifetime. Thank you.
the uh, heart-lung bypass machine, you can see that the screens that it's festooned with are all running various programs and monitoring various functions, but countless amounts of wires, tubes, receptacles, things that are spinning that move the fluid and the, and the venous blood around. And it, it's all kind of constructed on a piece of, it looks like a piece of scaffolding, so there is just something very provisional and Heath Robinson about it. Although it is actually a very impressive piece of kit, it does keep making me wonder about how much more impressive a piece of kit the human body is. So that mission is called Heart and Lung Mission because it does the job of the heart and the lung. Now the heart is stopped so the surgeon can open the heart and operate, change the valve with a mechanical one. Scissors, please. Yeah, once I take the valve out, I will know a little bit more. What's the right coronary artery? Give us a, a leaflet retractor, please. Yeah, we can take more stuff out, but let's take the Rotate it a little bit, just let me see this side. Yeah. That's the valve we're taking out. Yeah. She's 1.7, is there is no prostatic mismatch, would you agree? 1.7. Yes. Okay. Another stitch, please. We sing, imagining the surgeon's hands that follow ours, the next fingers to hold this ring, and wonder if some body heat survives the passage and the cargo cold to flicker back to life on his gloved palm, and if he feels a trace of our warm touch as he begins his delicate thread work, tying the knots, tugging the heartstrings tight. We're putting so many little stitches, as you can see, different colours in order to be able to differentiate one from another, and around what we call the aortic valve annulus. So you take the saccharide. And uh, yeah, and uh, basically all th these stitches will allow us to secure in place the new valve. But this is just a surgical daydream. We know the sternal saw, a power tool that fills the theatre with the scent of burning bone, the ventilator gurgling like a bong, the used swabs hung like washing on a line, the porters outside on their mobile phones. We seem to be uh, mid-operation now, it's hard to say, I mean it's a quiet period in the middle of the procedure where the heart is stopped, the patient is quite literally having an out-of-body experience because the heart and lung function is being performed by this strange contraption that I was talking about earlier and the surgeons are just working with a skilled frenzy underneath a bright light now and a bit of a quiet has descended on the theatre. A lot of the screens have stopped, the vital obs are all flatlined, the sonar of the heart valve has been frozen, and so it's just we feel like we're on the middle passage now. Okay, valve, please. First one here, the non. Yeah. So this is How the mechanical valve, uh, which is a 19, which is 19 millimeters. 17 stitches. Okay, just put a towel here. Yeah? And 
Otherwise, we will not know this which one. This is the sewing ring. Here. We are going now to pass all the these tichron stitches. They are no, non, non come on, come on, come on, come on. Okay. non-reabsorbable stitches. And okay. one by one, uh, we are going to to pass this the, one is the, the stitches through the sewing ring. Yeah. 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 We sing a song of knots like sea cadets in landlocked Milan, our ladies of the knot, the half-blood loop and the arterial twist, the double anchor and the bypass hitch, the blood sling and the John Keats figure eight. And then we're going to parachute the valve inside the, the, the heart. Hopefully it's not going to be a crash landing. It's a controlled parachute landing. Four six. So we'll tie maybe six seven knots for each one. So it's seventeen times seven. So in an operation like this, possibly we put two hundred knots. It's quite a lot, yeah. For you to tie all these knots. Thank you. Stop. We sing our song of knots, then tie it off to watch and wait for what you'd call a miracle. The heart asleep being given a small sip of its own blood and slowly woken up when everyone in theatre holds their breath just for a moment as the wandering pulse wavers, then locks into its radar blip and feels the heart's ancient intelligence. And then you check the screens and go about the business. So even though we're still on full bypass, the heart's started to beat again. The cross clamp's been taken off, so the heart is now perfused. So just because the heart's feeling blood, it knows it's stimulated to beat. Yeah, you know, sometimes you need to give it some help with the pacemaker, but the heart has started spontaneously, which is which is good. That's yeah. what we want. <laughs> You can you can see it on here as well. And it's beating very Through every circle that I close, there sifts a lifetime. I raise all signs in me. I leave no tracks and never sign my work. But somebody has had a hand in this. And sometimes, deep inside the busiest shifts, I reach beyond my skill and my technique. This living hand, now warm and capable of earnest grasping, would if it were cold and in the icy silence of the tomb so haunt thy days and chill thy dreaming nights that thou wouldst wish thine own heart dry of blood blood. so in my veins red life life might stream again again, and thou be conscience calmed see here it is I hold it towards you Techno Odyssey is written and presented by Paul Farley The reader is Ashling Loftus. The producer is Neil McCarthy.